another episode of Parminio for the Modern Day Chief of Staff. On this episode, we are going to be discussing how the Chief of Staff uses transformational leadership to inspire, motivate, challenge, and guide the organization. Now, on our previous series of Message and Mission podcast, we discussed how you create a consistent vision and a common purpose to unify the organization and get everybody moving in the same direction. In the first podcast in the Message and Mission series, we articulated and discussed how you create a big picture and how you use common themes in order to articulate that consistent vision. We also discussed how the Chief of Staff Uh, reinforces that vision and that message by being a proxy, by representing the leader of the organization, by representing your partner and reinforcing that message. On the second in the series of Message and Mission podcasts, we discussed OKRs, Objectives and Key Results, and how they are used to align and bind the organization so that Everybody's working on the same priorities that helps us to get to that end state, to that end vision. And we discussed how the chief of staff can implement OKRs, can implement them more effectively, or if you already have them, they can be done in a more effective manner. In the third in the series of the Message and Mission podcast, we discussed goal setting and how the chief of staff can use specific techniques and actions to increase goal commitment in the organization. Now, inherent in all three of those podcasts were what we would call transformational leadership. Now, transformational leadership is a, a concept that was, has been developed and expounded upon greatly by Bernard Bass, and that's It really revolves around creating an inspiring vision, motivating people to buy into it, guiding change and getting commitment from the group uh, in order to achieve and head towards that vision. Um, Within transformational leadership, there are four dimensions that have been developed by Bernard Bass, and Bass is really the the biggest proponent and kind of the father of transformational leadership. He talks about four dimensions and the four I's. Each of the dimensions starts with an I, so of course the four I's. What we're gonna do on this podcast is we're gonna discuss the four dimensions and briefly talk about what is entailed in each of those. We're then going to um, break down the dimensions a little bit further and talk about specific behaviors and actions that are involved and how you Um, can learn these behaviors and make them default behaviors and habits in what you do so you can be a more effective transformational leader. Then we're just going to describe three activities, three things that you can do to help practice to be a more effective transformational leader in your organization. Um, One thing before we get into it is that the research shows that transformational organizations are more adaptable. They're more likely to be able to pivot. Um, They can respond to external changes more fluently and effectively than organizations that are deemed non-transformational. Also, it's been shown through research that transformational leaders have a greater ability to impact positive emotional effect 
on people within the organization um, and a greater ability to inspire and motivate them towards heading to that vision. Okay, so let's get into the four dimensions, the four eyes. Um, the first dimension is idealized influence. That's, it revolves around behaving in charismatic ways that people can follow and identify with. And we're, we'll get into some more examples on what that means in a minute. The second dimension is inspirational motivation. That's the ability to articulate an appealing vision to people. The third dimension is intellectual stimulation, the degree to which you take risk, question old assumptions, solicit ideas from people. And the fourth dimension is individualized consideration. That's where you're acting as a mentor, a coach, and teaching. You're addressing follower needs. So those are the four dimensions. And as Bernard Bass talks about transformational leadership, each of those dimensions has to be included in some way in order to get the results or the effect that you're looking for as a leader. Okay, so let's break them down a little bit more detail. Just talk about some of the behaviors and attributes that are involved. Um, in idealized influence, where we're behaving in charismatic ways to get people to identify with, um, there's a number of aspects that are involved. Number one, I want to be behaving in ways that people view me as having conviction. I stand for something. Um, I'm decisive. I have a purpose that I am sharing with the group and the organization. I'm persistent, means I'm working hard towards things and I have a persistence about me in achieving them. I behave in ways that emphasize trust. Um, so when people see a leader that has those characteristics, they're much more likely to buy into them and follow them because they can identify with those behavioral at attributes. Um, if you're integrating or developing um, OKRs at your organization, so what are the, some of the things that you want to do? You want to express and behave in ways that you're confident that you will be able to implement them effectively. You want to have conviction and purpose associated with it. You want to be persistent about it. There's always going to be people in an organization that will be cynical and show skepticism on new initiatives. We know that um, acknowledging those things is important, as we're going to talk about. But demonstrating confidence and conviction in your ability to implement them will go a long ways in terms of people buying into the vision and following you to do it. All right, the second dimension, inspirational motivation. Um, again, this is articulating that appealing vision, but you want to do it in ways where you're talking optimistically about it. You want to be able to articulate the vision with some granularity, not just some big um, generalized statement, but articulate what that future vision state looks like when we're implementing OKRs. As an organization, we will all be working on the things that will help us to achieve the vision, right? If we're all working on similar things that are prioritized as an organization, we're much more likely to be successful. We're much more likely to have positive emotional um, conversations with each other, less conflict. These are all positive things for an organization to be aware of. So it's not just some newfangled thing of OKRs. We're doing it for specific reasons and if you can articulate it, you'll be more effective as an inspirational person and motivator. 
um, we want to provide encouragement for the group. So when we're speaking to them about a new initiative, we're encouraging people to be um, partaking in it, to asking questions, um, to being involved. And we want to be providing positive body language. We're going to get into that more a bit later, but um, it's been shown through research that positive body language has a positive, emotional, very autonomic effect on other people. It's instinctual. Um, research on smiling shows, uh, research done by Oderity in 2003, um, showed that smiling um, activates a specific area in the other person's brain involved in stimulus and reward. It's autonomic. It's an instinctual thing. Um, it's also been shown that people imitate other people's facial expressions very instinctively in a mimicral way. Again, research from uh, Bavellas in 1987 shows us that other people will feel the emotions that we express. So when we want to be a leader and a transformational leader, we need to be optimistic. We need to be practicing positive facial and body expressions, confident, cooperative, positive, right? we do those things, we're much more likely to be inspirational and motivating to other people because they will have positive emotions associated with us when we are speaking and talking to them. The third area is intellectual stimulation. This is about questioning assumptions, encouraging expression, listening attentively and talking about new ideas. So if I'm an active listener and I'm attentively listening to people, I have extended eye contact, I have cooperative uh, body and facial expressions when I am listening and speaking to people, we will be able to intellectually stimulate them to a higher degree. So if people are challenging what we're doing, uh, attentively listen to them and take in their ideas and their questions and comments so that we can get greater stimulation and greater understanding of what they are saying. We want people to feel that we are acknowledging what they are saying. The fourth dimension, individualized consideration, um, has to do with coaching and mentoring and teaching, um, developing follower skills. And we've talked a lot on this podcast about coaching and mentoring. We've talked about the cognitive apprenticeship approach, which can be used. So not only that, but working to increase each person's self-efficacy in the organization, we talked about that on goal commitment, increases um, self-efficacy as we talk about the ability to zero in on educational needs, training needs, coaching and mentoring needs, right? That increases self-efficacy, that then increases goal achievement ability, and that increases goal commitment. So we talked about earlier how all of these skill sets are transferable back and forth between transformational leadership and goal setting and in implementing OKRs. They all go hand in hand in a very nice manner. So as we're coaching and mentoring and teaching, we are then expressing individualized consideration for each person in the organization, which has a positive effect um, in a very holistic manner. So those are the four areas, the four dimensions that are involved in transformational leadership. If you are practicing each of these areas and building them into your set of behaviors, you will be a more effective transformational leader. All right, so let's talk now about three specific things that you can do 
to practice um, being a better and more effective transformational leader. Um, first of all, you can implement a shadowing program for you as the chief of staff. Basically what this would involve would be you set up an afternoon or a day, start small, so probably an afternoon, or on a Friday afternoon, once a month, maybe twice a month, start off with once a month, you have somebody from the organization shadow you. And um, basically what this would entail is you might meet them for lunch and you have a conversation with them, you learn about what they are interested in, um, what their background is, what they're hoping to get out of the shadowing exercise, right? And then you kind of tailor things based upon that in the afternoon. And you do some coaching and some modeling. You allow them to observe you and ask questions. Um, you have some exploration, perhaps. Um, but anyways, it's a mentoring and coaching role. And it also allows you to develop a future chief of staff. And doing so will improve your ability as a transformational leader. You're coaching and mentoring other people. Um, you're engaging and listening. You're considering what they want to achieve in their careers. That's just one small aspect of coaching and mentoring, of course. As you're meeting with people and implementing initiatives, you can then bring that into full effect as well because as you're setting goals, you're wanting to understand what the challenges are, what people need in order to um, what people need in order to achieve their goals if they're greater training or education. So, a coaching and a shadowing program that you put in place revolving around your role as a chief of staff is one positive thing you can do to help your skill sets develop. Another skill that you can develop is around developing messages and messaging that revolve around transformational leadership and the four eyes, each of the dimensions. Uh, now, Howell and Frost and they did some work in 1989 on transformational messaging and transformational statements and how you can develop messages which involve and intake each of the four eyes. So what I did was I took a statement that they developed and then I developed it and customized it for a message and, and talk that I might give to a group of people in an organization um, as we're implementing OKRs or it could be any other initiative. So I'm going to read to you what I developed based upon the work that they did and then we'll briefly assess it for how it envelops and takes into consideration the four eyes. So here it goes. I'm speaking to a group of people now talking about implementing OKRs. Um, I'm going to say this initiative will go a long ways towards how we operate going forward. It will allow us to ensure we are all aligned and heading towards a common vision that is vital and prosperous to us all. What you are doing today will impact your future and everybody's future in this organization together. Let's challenge ourselves. Let's be creative. Let's take some chances and trust yourself as we work together to head towards that future vision and that future state. So that's the, the messaging and the uh, process that I went through was I took their original statement and I customized it so that it included the four dimensions of transformational leadership, right? Now let's just go through this a bit more here. So the first statement, 
This initiative will go a long ways towards how we operate going forward. That involves the idealized uh, influence stage, right? So I'm creating conviction, I'm being decisive, I'm showing a shared purpose, and that involves those aspects to it. The second statement is, it will allow us to ensure we're all aligned, heading towards a common vision that is vital and prosperous. Um, inspirational motivation, I'm talking optimistically about our future state, I'm articulating a vision with a level of detail and I'm providing a positive experience that we want to head towards. The third sentence is what we are doing today, what you are doing today rather, um, will help to shape your future and our future together. Um, again, so what we're doing is creating that shared purpose and that conviction that together as a group we're creating this vision. Um, so again, that has a lot to do with idealized influence and intellectual stimulation. And then the final statement is be, care be, be creative and challenge ourselves. Trust yourself as we head towards this future vision together as a group. And that involves both in intellectual stimulation, so challenge people and encourage their expressions, as well as individual consideration, so working on our skills together. So one of the things that you can do as, uh, as to practice transformational leadership is to put, take, put together small messages and statements just like that that have components of the four eyes of transformational leadership. And then what you want to do is practice giving those. You might rehearse and practice a, a message that you're going to be delivering to a group and you can test these methods out and see how it works. The more conviction, the more authenticity, the better you know the material, the more effective you will be. Now, coincidentally, uh, Hollow and Frost in that work in 1989 also talked about how body language has a very profound effect on the listener that you're speaking to. Um, and what they demonstrated is that specific and animated facial and body expressions, extended eye contact, and having vocal variety when you are talking and speaking about things like this has a very positive effect on the person or the persons that you are speaking to. So, as a follow-on to developing messaging like that, what you might do is practice your body language and your facial expressions um, so that when you're speaking to people, you are doing some of these specific things. And so what did they talk about? They talked about extended eye contact. Uh, the research on extended eye contact has shown that it creates a positive impact or a positive impression on the other person. Um, research even shows that extended eye contact can release oxytocin in the other person, which makes them feel more calmer and trusting in you. As long as your eye contact is balanced with cooperative and submissive facial and body gestures. Otherwise, if you're just staring at somebody, it's too strong. Um, so you want to incorporate extended eye contact along with positive facial gestures, raised eyebrows, smiling, um, positive body gestures in terms of palms open, things like that that signal cooperation and submission while at the same time displaying confidence 
and you can display confidence through your body expressions, um, hand movements, um, head movements, facial expressions, right? So if you practice these things as you're speaking, you can be a more influential and transformational leader because as we said before, um, people respond in a very autonomic, instinctual manner to facial expressions and body expressions. So if you're positive and you're seeking to have a positive effect on other people, if you behave in ways that are positive in an expression standpoint, you're much more likely to have those people have positive emotions towards you. Um, there's a video that you can watch, it's on YouTube. If you type in Clinton debate moments, it's a short video of Bill Clinton speaking to an audience member in a town hall style presidential debate. And it has a, all of these elements in it. If you look at it, he maintains extended eye contact with the person in the audience for upwards of more than 95% of the time he's speaking to that person. He also has um, positive uh, facial expressions and he has positive body postures and expressions that allow him to maintain that eye contact without it becoming strange or aggressive or weird. Um, so if you want to see how it's done, um, that's a perfect example of how you come up with a very fluid and holistic approach um, to speaking with people in a way that will have a positive emotional effect on them. So that's another exercise that you can practice. So those three things, um, doing some coaching and mentoring and shadowing, practicing on developing messaging and statements that contain the four eyes, and then practicing your body expressions and your facial expressions. Those are three specific activities you can do um, to practice being a more effective transformational leader. Of course, there's other elements to it that you can work on and, and practice as well. But those are three specific things you can do to help you um, be a more effective transformational leader. So. Um, what we've done on this podcast is we've talked about the transformational leadership process. We've talked about the four dimensions of transformational leadership, idealized influence, inspirational motivation, intellectual stimulation, and individual consideration. We then talked about the specific behaviors and attributes involved in each of those and how you can then practice um, these behaviors and attributes in specific ways so that you can make them part of your behaviors and part of your default habits moving forward. Anyways, we, I want to thank you for listening to this episode of Parminio and have a wonderful day. Thank you.